Welcome to the Merriman Market Analyst and Fun Astrology Saturday Financial Podcast. Thomas Miller here. We are going to read the MMACycles.com newsletter that is written by Ray Merriman for the week beginning November 13th. This is being recorded on Saturday, November 11th, and we are looking somewhat at the week past as well. Always start with a news story, this one from the Wall Street Journal on November 9th. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said he and his colleagues remain steadfast in getting policy in line with their 2% inflation goal, but we're, quote, not confident that we have achieved such a stance, end quote. Ray's commentary for this week, global stock indices continued their impressive rallies following their multi-month lows of October 23rd to 30th in most cases. It may be related to the Sun-Mars conjunction of November 18th. As discussed in several reports, global stock markets tend to fall at least 8% from their previous high when this aspect is within 8 degrees. That orb began about the time the Sun entered Scorpio on October 23rd. In Europe, the Netherlands AEX index bottomed on October 23rd at its lowest level in over six months. By Thursday, November 9th, it rallied to its highest mark in eight weeks. The German DAX bottomed on October 27th, also at its lowest price since March. By Thursday, November 9th, it had rallied to a new four-week high. The Zurich SMI index bottomed on October 23rd at its yearly low. But by Thursday, November 9th, it was making a three-week high. The movement in the London FTSE was similar, with a low on October 27th, but its rally was over by November 3rd. In Asia and the Pacific Rim, the Australian ASX made its yearly low on October 30th, but then managed a three-week corrective rally so far into November 9th. China and Hong Kong suffered a greater stock market collapse into their yearly lows of October 23rd and 24th, respectively. Since then, their rallies have only been corrective, with the high so far for each November 6th through the 9th. India's Nifty also bottomed on October 26th, its lowest price since June, followed by a corrective rally into November 8th. The more impressive performance in this region was Japan's Nikkei Index, which rallied to its highest mark in six weeks, which followed only a modest corrective decline that ended with a double bottom on October 20th and 31st. In the Americas, all markets performed very well following their multi-month lows of October 26th through 31st. All rallied to new highs on Friday, November 10th. For Brazil's Bovesta, this was the highest mark in 13 weeks. For the Dow Jones Industrial Average, NASDAQ, and S&P, these were their highest levels in 7 to 8 weeks. Cryptos were also on fire. Bitcoin tested 38,000 for the first time since May 2022. Ethereum was also strong, posting its highest price since April 2023. The script was different in precious metals and crude oil. After rallying nearly $200 from its low on October 6th to its high three weeks later, gold gave back over $80 into Friday's close. Silver's sell-off was not nearly so dramatic, less than a dollar from its high of October 20th, but it was weak nonetheless. Crude oil dropped below $75 last week for the first time since July 20th. It is peculiar how equity markets cheered the Fed's announcement of no rate hikes for the moment, but still possible for the future, whereas metals and crude oil seemed more focused on the Fed's qualifier that inflation is not yet under control and more rate hikes could still be in the cards. 
The stars suggest otherwise. No rate hikes are likely while Jupiter is in Taurus, which will remain the case until May 2024. After that, when Jupiter ingresses into Gemini, I think we will see new movement in the employment reports and interest rates. Now the short-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts. This quote from Friday's Wall Street Journal, the article was entitled, Why I Won't Be Seeking Re-Election to the Senate. Both parties have come under the domination of the extremes, and I want to find a better way. By Joe Manchin. He says, Today, the business of politics is about monetizing anger and getting paid for it. And business has never been better. End quote. Ray begins, let's talk markets first, then politics. There are a number of potent geocosmic factors in play next week that could reverse stock markets, especially if they are not at the beginning of new primary or even longer-term cycles, which they appear to be at the moment. First, both the Sun and Mars will be in opposition to Uranus, November 11th through 13th. On Friday, November 17th, Mars will trine Neptune. Each of these has a 70% or greater historical correlation to sharp reversals within four trading days. Since the market is rallying, we can anticipate this will be a crest, and the overlap is Monday through Thursday. Additionally, Mars will transit 23 degrees Scorpio on November 14th and 15th, which will form a T-square to the Mercury-Pluto fixed square in the New York Stock Exchange chart, dated May 17, 1792. It will be in opposition to the New York Stock Exchange Sun on November 21st. Those aspects imply a sharp decline is possible for the U.S. stock market. Funding to keep the government of the U.S. open is also set to expire November 17th. Last week's market rally suggests that investors think the shutdown will be averted, but with these potentially combative aspects in effect, it may be, at best, another close call that could cause a brief, sharp pullback. Now, as far as politics goes, what we see this week may be a preview of what we will see next year in terms of government dysfunction and combative rhetoric and blame. One only needs to look at the charts of Donald Trump and Joe Biden, the leading candidates for the run next year, that no one wants. Well, the majority of U.S. voters don't want to see a rematch between these two veterans putting it mildly. It opens the door for third party and maybe fourth and fifth two candidates. No one is talking about it, but Robert Kennedy Jr. now has 22% of voter support as of November 1st, according to Politico.com. He also has a 36% plurality of independents, according to a recent Quinnipiac University survey. Another concern that I discuss in the forthcoming Forecast 2024 book is that Donald Trump will have transiting Jupiter on his Sun-Uranus lunar node stellium on Election Day, which is a cosmic indicator for victory. But will he be allowed to run? At the same time, all through 2024, he has his progressed Mars at 14 degrees Libra on his natal Chiron, wounded which also happens to fall on the U.S. natal Saturn. They're coming after him, and with Saturn, the government in charge, there's a good chance they will hold him accountable. At least one verdict may not be in his favor. But the U.S. progressed Mars is 17 degrees Libra on his natal Jupiter. His supporters are not going to sit back. They are going to react. 
There is a lot more to this drama taking place as Neptune comes right to the cusp of Aries in the summer of 2024. In fact, it turns retrograde at 29 degrees 55 minutes Pisces on July 2nd, the day I use for the birth of the United States, when the vote for independence was completed in 1776. And you know what happened the last time that Neptune came to the cusp of Aries. It was in April, 1861. I think the drama could be avoided if both Trump and Biden chose to spend their golden years out of public office, far removed from the stress of politics that neither needs in terms of their personal well-being. And by doing so, allow the country to move forward and avert an otherwise imminent stress. And with Neptune being highlighted, it's okay to wish, isn't it? Maybe prayer would be more constructive. Maybe a spiritual practice even more so. Now this week's Q&A with Ray, a question from John H. I get lost in the astrological relationships you're citing in the weekly free reports and when I read the forecast books as well. So in the past, I've been effectively skipping those sections to get to the meat of your messages, which have been outstanding. I would be your first subscriber if you had a non-astrological summary narrative of each report that you offer. As always, thank you for what you do, and I am again looking forward to the 2024 forecast. Ray answers, thanks, John. I appreciate your kind words and support. Offering another report that eliminated astro jargon may not be received so well, as half of our subscribers do know astrology, and that is our unique niche or expertise in the field of market timing. But actually, our daily report does what you suggest. Very little astro jargon and very clear buy and sell zones to initiate and exit positions. Our weekly analysis has more commentary using astro jargon in one paragraph for each market, but also gives clear buy and sell zones for traders in the strategies section. But the longer-term reports, like the monthly reports, and especially the forecast book, provide discussions on the correlation of planetary cycles with market cycles, which many readers who understand the astrological language do like to see. Yet there, too, we summarize each market with signals as clearly as we possibly can, but also knowing that the longer term the view is, the less specific we can be, as technical, cyclical, and chart patterns change during the course of a year, and even during the course of a month. Hence, we can't be nearly as specific with our strategies here as we are in the daily and weekly reports. Thank you, John, for the question. Hope this explains why we do what we do. And that ends this week's report. I would have one addition to this as the newsletter was going to the presses yesterday, so to speak, <laughs> the digital presses. We had an announcement from the credit rating bureau Moody's Friday that the outlook on U.S. credit was lowered to negative from stable. They cited the increasing debt, the decline in the debt affordability, in other words, the ability to pay it back, and they said that federal spending and political polarization have been a rising concern for investors. How about kindergartners, too? Well, that was released after the 4 p.m. Eastern close yesterday, and futures markets were still open for another hour, and they fell precipitously on that announcement, as expected. So a couple of things that Ray mentioned, the political division, there it was, and also the potential of this market topping this week, as he also clearly indicated. 
Now, Ray uses a chart for the United States of July 2nd, 1776, because that was when, according to historians that he follows, the vote for independence was completed the morning of July 2nd, 1776. So he uses a chart of 1150 a.m. That gives a seven-degree Libra ascendant. And if you put the time at approximately 420 yesterday afternoon when this announcement came out, that puts the Scorpio planets, Sun, Mars, and then Mercury had just moved into Sagittarius, all in the United States' second house of money and possessions and debt. You know what those Scorpio planets have been doing the last month. And if you put it into the U.S. Sibley chart, which also a lot of astrologers follow as the birth time, that's supposedly, according to Ebenezer Sibley, when the document was signed itself, it puts those planets in the 12th house of endings and completions. Secret sorrows and self-undoings, hidden things. Is there more to come out? You can't make this stuff up, right? So, maybe a little bit of a drop in the next week, and like everything that he just said in this newsletter is spot on. (laughs) Thanks, Ray. We appreciate you guys, and thanks for listening. Level Up tomorrow, we are going to be talking about what if up. So, like, what if it crashes? That's great. We're going to look at the bright side of everything tomorrow night. That's on our Level Up on the YouTube channel and also the Facebook group page, Fun Astrology Podcast listeners. And that will be at 8 p.m. Eastern if you'd like to join us live. We'd love to have you. Back on Monday with our regular next week's Fun Astrology reports as well. Be sure to catch the MMA also YouTube channel and Twitter channels. A lot going on, but you can keep in touch during the week. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.